Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tuesday morning devotion here at Christ Life Ministries. It's good to have you here with us. Uh, my phone is acting up a little bit, so I'm struggling to get the live feed working on it. But uh, in the meantime, uh, I'm just welcoming you. So um, let's try again. There we go. All right. So we have a few people on there. Hello, my Liffy Lenay. She's just sitting there, but I, she's already sent me a little heart. Hi, Janine. Hello, Marietta. It's good to see everybody. There's a few other people. Okay, so First Timothy chapter 3, and I want to um, continue about this mystery of God. Um, I've been speaking a little bit about it on Sunday and I mentioned it yesterday. Um, there's a mystery in Christ, and that mystery is revealed through the Word. But the mystery which is Christ is revealed in us as we see what the Spirit shows us what is in Christ. So as I get a revelation in the Word uh, for what is stored up for me in Christ, those things manifest in me. So it's me in Christ and Christ in me. So the Word reveals to me who I am in Christ. And at that same time, as I see the revelation, the word reveals Christ in me. It's all in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. All right, so I want to read in First Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, And great and important and weighty, we confess, is the hidden truth, the mystic secret of godliness. He was made visible in human flesh, justified and vindicated in the Holy Spirit, was seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up in glory. Okay, so Christ is the mystery of God. So to know the mystery of God and to know the mystery of godliness is to know Christ. And I'm not speaking about an intellectual knowledge, I'm speaking about Knowing Christ, the Spirit, the anointing, in fellowship. And knowing Him in fellowship, knowing, that, knowing Him, if, having fellowship with Him, equals the mystery of godliness. It equals that mystic secret of God, which is Christ. All right. So, great and important and weighty, we confess, is the hidden truth or the secret, the mystic secret of godliness. Now we know from yesterday, from Sunday service, that that mystic secret is Christ. He was made visible in human flesh. <clears throat> okay, so the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. <clears throat> okay, so the Word became flesh. So shall my Word be, okay, says Isaiah 55. Um, he says, as the rain comes down from heaven and the snow and does not return there again, but uh, produces an effect on the earth so that, so that you know, and waters the earth um, so that the seed can sprout and grow, so shall my word be. It will not return unto me void without producing an effect. So the word came down like the rain. All right? So the word... The invisible God, the Word, came to earth. Now, John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. And then you'll see there in brackets Christ. So the Word and Christ is the same. 
The Word and Christ is the same person. The Word, and I've been saying this for a long time, the Word is the unseen Spirit of God speaking. So we saw that in Genesis. The Spirit of God hovered over the waters. The earth was empty, void without form. And the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. The Spirit of God is Christ. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So the word was sent and it did not return without producing an effect. So what the word does in this realm, this natural realm, is it changes the scene as it is spoken. So power is released as the word which is Christ speaks. So that spoken word, that word that comes out of the unseen God, out of the unseen spirit, has creative power. So holy men of old, says Peter, holy men of old spake as they were moved upon by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, which is Christ, came upon people, moved upon people, and caused them to speak certain things. And as they spoke certain things, it brought things into reality. So Amos chapter 3 verse 7 also says, God does nothing without first revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. So it's so important that the Spirit can speak in audible form on this earth to change things. So to speak something audibly through uh, a human, or sometimes even through a donkey, (laughs) but to speak things audibly in this earth, um, this is the way that the Spirit of God changes things. Okay, so Christ is the mystery. Christ is the secret. So God does nothing without revealing Christ to his servants, the prophets. Amos chapter 3 verse 7. So how does God do something? He sends a word. And that word is preached. And as the word is believed on, the Holy Spirit is imparted to those who heard. And they are therefore empowered to do. So you hear, faith comes, power comes. And the action by the Spirit that is imparted when you hear is what God is doing on this earth. So the gospel is preached. The Spirit, Christ, moves upon someone. Someone speaks an audible word. The mystery of God is revealed when the word is revealed. Someone hears that word. That word finds entrance. Bam! New creation. So God did something, but he does it through his word. So Every time God moves, he he does it by bringing a revelation. So if you get a revelation from God by the Spirit, speak it out immediately. Speak to whoever is closest to you, but say it. Okay? If you have a revelation in the Word, say it. And then start speaking it and speaking out of that revelation. Because a revelation is a manifestation of the Spirit. Okay? So as you speak from what God has deposited in your heart, you'll see that thing come to being. So let me just get back to the scripture. It says, great is the mystery, the hidden truth of godliness. God was made visible in human flesh. All right. John 1 verse 18, uh, he came to, well, no, let me rewind a little bit. <clears throat> verse 12, 11, 12, he says, um, he came unto his own. 
he the word, came unto his own. But his own did not recognize him and did not receive him. But to as many as did receive him, the word, gave he power to become sons of God. So what is a son? A son is someone who manifests the spirit of Christ in their bodies. Okay. So a son is someone who follows Christ. A son is someone born out of Christ, yielded to Christ, full of Christ, showing Christ. Okay. He came unto his own, but his own received him not to as many as did receive him, gave him power to become sons of God, as many as believed on his name. Um, who owe their birth neither to bloods, neither to the will of the flesh, neither to the will of man, or that of a physical impulse, but to God. They are born from above, born from God. Okay? And then it says, and the word became flesh. So as we believe and we are born again, the word becomes flesh in us. So they saw Jesus, the unseen became seen. The spirit of God took on human flesh. He says here, God was made visible in human flesh. The word became flesh and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So he showed something in human flesh that wasn't seen before. And it wasn't a specific fashion look. It wasn't a specific way of, it was Christ that he showed. What did Jesus show? He showed Christ. What made Jesus different from any other man walking on the face of the earth? Christ. That's the mystic secret, and that was what he came to reveal. All right? So if you saw him, you saw signs, wonders, miracles. Who is this that even commands the storms? Even the winds obey him. The Pharisees testified of him. Of the, the, the Jews testified of him. He says his teaching is not like that of the Pharisees, but his teaching is with power or with authority. So there was something unseen about him that dwelt in this mortal flesh that made him be able to, to manifest the unseen God, show the unseen God, show the image of God. And that image is love. And there's nothing more powerful than manifested love. Because love is the essence of Christ. It's who he is. It's what he is. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So he came into flesh. That very action is a demonstration of love. In this is love. Not, uh, it says, First uh, John 1, uh, First John 4, he says, in this, the love of God was made manifest where we are concerned in that Christ, God sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice or the propitiation for our sins. So the fact that Jesus came to earth in human flesh, manifesting the unseen God in human flesh, did all the miracles so that he could be believed on in the world. God crucified for the sins of the world and then taken up into glory. That is a demonstration of God's love. So the mystic secret of godliness is the love of God coming to dwell in human flesh. Okay. He who loves is born of God, for God is love. So if you don't know love, then you don't know God, for God is love. First John 4 verse around about 8. Those who do not love 
does not and never did know God, for God is love. All right? So to, to have that love in our hearts manifested is to know the mystic secret of godliness. Okay? So love fulfills the whole of the law. Love heals the sick. Love raises the dead. Love cleanses the lepers. Love brings light into the darkness. Loves bring, love brings the sun into the habitable world. Hebrews chapter 1. Okay? And he took on, on himself. He became a sacrifice. Took on himself the sin of the world. So that he could uh, purchase us. And set us free from the curse of the law. Galatians chapter 3. Okay. So he was... Made visible in human flesh, justified and vindicated in the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 3. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. So what happened when the Holy Spirit came upon him in power? Manifested son, like I said before. A son is someone who manifests Christ. Okay, so this is my son. Vindicated in the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 3. Was seen by angels. Listen, God, God dwells in an unapproachable light. So the angels are just in heaven. They're just flying around screaming, holy, holy, holy. <laughs> they never saw him. They saw the light. They only saw him when he was manifested in flesh. And that's why the angels in Luke, when, when the angels, you know, the angel choir or the, the, the army of heaven, the choir, was, uh, you know, came and sang to the, to the um, shepherds. Said, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth and, and goodwill towards man in whom God is well pleased. And they sang, and they were ecstatic. They freaked out because for the first time they saw him. There he was, a little baby in the flesh. It's like, wow, that's what he looks like. Okay, so now every time someone comes to Christ, there's great celebration in heaven because Christ is again manifested in flesh. The mystic secret is made known through another person, another person, another person. Is another son born, another son born, another son born. Another one word became flesh, another one word became flesh, another one word became flesh. And every time someone says yes to Jesus, every time someone receives the Holy Ghost, the angels in heaven goes, woo <laughs> And they start celebrating and, you know, and flying around and woo this is what God looks like. Wow. So in the, even the angels looks at you and they say, man, wow, I see Christ in you. But we look in the mirror and you say, oh, no, no, no. You know, and we want to curse ourselves and we want to feel sorry for ourselves. And hey, you've got Christ in you. Don't you think it's just time to start manifesting Christ? Don't you think it's just time to, to look into that unseen to see in the word of God is in a glass the glory of the Lord. And to be transformed into that very same image from glory to glory. Okay? 2 Corinthians 3 verse 8, 18. So don't you think it's time to just start seeing what is in Christ? So that what is in Christ can manifest in you. Alright? So he says... God was made visible in human flesh, justified, vindicated by the Holy Spirit, was seen by angels. 
preached among the nations. So I talked about that on, on Sunday. We preach him. We don't preach it. We preach him. We preach Christ. So the words are Christ. The information is Christ. It's not about the letter. The letter kills because the letter is void of Christ. But the spirit makes alive. The spirit is Christ. So we are, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, we have been qualified by the spirit, by Christ, to be ministers. A minister is someone who serves something. Ministers, dispensers. Dispensers, something, someone who dishes out something. Who dispenses something. Okay? Of this New Testament by the Spirit. Not of a legally written code. For the code of the law kills. But the Holy Spirit makes alive. So there's, there's a word, a written word, written on stone. That when spoken, it brings death. But there's a word, a written word, it can even be on paper, it can be on anything. When breathed upon by the Holy Ghost, when the person who reads it receives a revelation in the word from the Holy Ghost of what's there, they see in a glass and they look deeper than the surface reflection of themselves. And they look deeper into the very mystery of God and they see Christ. And as they see Christ and who he really is, and all the gifts and all the treasures that lay hidden inside in Colossians um, chapter 2. When they see that, it is revealed as they see it. So that's why we preach. We preach to make the word of God fully known among you. Uh, Colossians 1.25. So we make the word fully known um, among you so that the mystic secret can be revealed to the saints, which is... Christ in us, the hope of glory. So you'll see the glory as you look into the word. And you see the face of Jesus. You see, you look deep into that glass of the word. And you see what is stored up. What is hidden. What is given to you in Christ Jesus. You look into that glass, into the spirit. And you see in the word. Everything stored up for you. Who are you? Just look into the glass. What is your inheritance? Just look. Just see. The Holy Ghost is your inheritance. Christ is the mystery. And everything that he is and everything that he has is yours. Okay, let's keep on reading. It says, he's seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world. Okay, so the, this word, the spirit is, is given to people by preaching. First uh, Corinthians chapter 1 says, When the world did not recognize him, it pleased God. When the world didn't recognize him by means of their philosophy and their cleverness, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Why? Because the preaching is Christ, and the preaching is not just information, tree of knowledge of good and evil, something by which men can make themselves wise so that they can lead themselves. But it is Christ. And Christ is revealed to whoever, whoever believes. Preached on in the world. First Corinthians chapter 2. My message was not set forth in persuasive, enticing, eloquent words of wisdom. But my message, were, my words were in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost, Christ, and power. Stirring in the minds of my hearers most holy emotions and thus persuading them. So as you hear it, 
it starts affecting your heart. As you hear it, you start feeling different. Okay? So when you receive the word, somewhere, somehow, you will start feeling different. Somewhere, somehow, there will be a fire that's ignited in your heart. Jeremiah 23, verse 29. Is not my word a fire? Is not my word a hammer that breaks all the rock of resistance? Okay. So he was preached among the nations. So by the preaching, the, the Christ came to the nations. By the preaching, the Christ came to the nations. Acts chapter 10, um, uh, he, Peter preached to the Gentiles in Cornelius' house, and he said, uh, so he, all the prophets testify that everyone who trusts in him, him, Christ, receives forgiveness of their sins, and while he was yet speaking the word, the Holy Ghost, or Christ, fell upon all who were listening to the message. Imagine that. Yes, Gentiles. I mean, cooking clueless. They have no idea. They're sitting there like gorillas in the mist. And here comes someone and preaches something to them. And suddenly, <laughs> suddenly the Holy Ghost falls upon them. Why? They heard something. And Christ was imparted. The mystic secret was revealed to them through the word. And as they saw it, bam, Christ in them, the hope of glory. All right. Believed on in the world. And taken up in glory. This is one of my favorite things. So in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 he says, Go wait in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. Okay? So, and they saw him and a cloud received him out of their sight. So I always say it's not like he gets onto a cloud like a fluffy cloud, you know, like in the cartoons. And there he goes, whoosh. Going to planet heaven, you know, like a, and there he goes, you know. It's not like that. He didn't go up in elevation. He went up in realm. So it's like the cloud of witnesses. So since we are surrounded by a greater cloud of witnesses, let us, who have borne testimony to the Jews, let us run this race with steady and active persistence. So there was a cloud. The cloud is the cloud of witnesses, like in Hebrews chapter 12. And the cloud appeared. And two men stood there, not two angels, two men stood there. And they said to those standing, by, so why do you look into heaven? As, you know, why are you intently gazing into him? Jesus will come back the same way you saw him go. So a, a cloud came, a cloud received him out of their sight. He went from the scene to the unseen. And the two men said to them, hey, why do you gaze so into heaven? He will come back the same way. So there will be a cloud, and it will come up out of the clouds. That's First Thessalonians chapter 4. So it's not cloud, whoosh, no, a cloud. Standing here whoosh, like a cloud, and he walks out of the cloud, and he's there. Okay. It's a cloud that Sadhu Sundar Singh testified of. Jesus appeared to him in a cloud of ecstatic joy. Okay. So it's a cloud. All right. So not cloud, rain cloud, cloud, glory cloud. Okay. So... Whoosh, cloud received him out of their sight and they went into this this place into this house and they sat there and waited and then the very next chapter Acts chapter 2 the Holy Ghost fell upon all of them and they were all gathered in one place in one accord and suddenly there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind and tongues of fire divided and sat upon each of them and they began to speak in 
different new languages. So each one of them started speaking in a different dialect that they didn't even know before. And suddenly they speak in this perfect dialect of this other nation. And all the people heard, hearing the commotion comes together. And they start preaching, preaching, preaching. So as he was taken up into glory, he was poured out on the disciples, the apostles. And the very first thing that they did, they started preaching the word. And as they preached the word, 3,000 people got saved in the first time they preached the, the, the word. Okay? And then there's 5,000 added. And then there's 3,000 added. And so the thousands were added as they were preaching him. As they were preaching Christ in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Most High God. In the name that they said, you will not speak in this name. Acts chapter 4. So when they started preaching, they started preaching from that mystery that they received. Christ in us. So Jesus went into the unseen, into the Spirit. Then the Spirit was poured out on the people. So Jesus in the Spirit was in them. So Jesus is in you. You are now the body of Christ. So Jesus is in your body. He's present. Where two of you are agreed, there uh, are gathered in my name, there I will be. So he's here. And he's here in you. And he's here through you. And if you can stand back and let him loose, you will see him walking the streets of the city that you dwell in. All right? So... He was taken up in glory. That didn't mean he was removed from the scene of action. It just means that he's now in everyone who believes. He was taken up in glory. So, but the word became flesh now in everyone who got born again. And we beheld his glory. The glorious of the only begotten. So it's not someone else's glory. It's Jesus' glory. The only begotten. Full of grace and truth. So if you are born again, you've got the glory inside of you. If you are born again, man, you've got Christ. So let the word of God be revealed by the spirit of God to you. Look into that glass in the mirror and see who you truly are. See what is stored up and, and, and uh, see what is there for you. See what God wants to, to give to you. And as you see it, you have it. As you see it, it's manifesting in your life. Okay? So may you have revelations in the word like never before. May you have a hunger for the word like you've never had before. May you have a hunger for prayer and fellowship with Christ. May you have a hunger for him, for fellowship with him, to know him and to spend time with him. Awesome. So be blessed and thank you for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow morning. Hello, Pastor Benny. It's good to see you. Bless you, man. So... Uh, it's good to, to see you here. We'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. Amen.